It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk with you right up until almost 6 o'clock tonight, 5.55 to be exact. Little League Baseball on the Monday night uh, schedule here on DWS. The phone lines are open. In the meantime, 356-9397 if you'd like to join us on Monday Night Sports Talk. Matt Daniels is here, Bob Osmussen as well, Scott Ritchie. And as I mentioned, we're with you and to get you updated on the goings-on on this uh, Monday afternoon. A lot of sports-related activity, and we start off with some uh, some sad news, certainly, from Illinois football, and this has nothing to do with a player not coming or a player deciding to go somewhere else. This is much bigger than that. In the uh, serious injury to uh, Bobby Roundtree, number 97 for the Illini, a starting defensive end who arguably is their best defensive player, I'd say. I Maybe their best that. player. Maybe best player overall. Right. Probably a first-round draft pick uh, next year in the NFL draft if uh, – if, uh, he had been able to play, and we don't know what his situation as far as the future is, but it was a serious, severe, actually, spinal injury in a swimming accident over the weekend, Matt, and uh, certainly you don't like to hear that about anybody. No, exactly. Uh, this goes beyond football. This is this is real-life stuff, and, uh, you know, when, when we heard about it this morning, it's uh, it's news that almost kind of takes your breath away. It's, it's something you're you're not expecting to, to hear at all, and... Um, you know, the, the report is, is that he was in a swimming accident, uh, near Largo, Florida, uh, which is near the Tampa Bay or Tampa, uh, St. Petersburg area in, in, uh, in Florida. And, uh, he underwent, uh, spinal surgery on Sunday night, uh, is, is in recovery, uh, right now. Lovey Smith is, is down there. Uh, he left on Sunday to, uh, to go down to the Tampa area and to check in on, on Roundtree. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a touch and go uh situation we don't know the full details of of everything illinois hasn't released any additional uh information uh regarding his status but uh it's certainly a, a serious uh situation and uh one that we will be closely following as, as any updates are, are available i've been i've been told obviously it's serious very serious but there's not a, i don't think there's a question about whether or not he's going to survive i think that's part he's not that's not an issue Bigger issues, what's his long-term health mm-hmm. process? What's that going to be? And obviously, uh, football, is, like Matt said, is the least important part of this. main part is to get this kid back, get him go back to go to school, living his life, being with family, uh, friends, all that stuff. And after talking to people about him, I, I knew him some. We talked to him quite a bit because he's just such a great player. Mm-hmm. But I got the feeling that he's such a great person too. And that's really nice to hear. Former teammates, uh, current teammates, all spread the word how much they care about him. Uh, I think he's a light, uh, light and light locker room. He's mm-hmm. a guy that everybody looks up to. Everybody. And he's also a kind-hearted person. Which you think of '97 in Illinois, he's usually in my mind Simeon Rice, and he had the same look with Simeon Rice. But on the field, 
on the field, ferocious, off the field, not ferocious at all. Very soft-hearted guy and a really good guy. And obviously, we, we wish him the best. And his family is going to have a long time to deal with this, too. And you hope everything goes well there, too, as well. So if you could keep uh, Bobby Roundtree and his family in your prayers, that would certainly be appreciated. He's a guy, Scott Ritchie, that uh, I've gotten to know a little bit, as you, you guys have as well. When he first got here and you know played as a true freshman and was kind of a shy guy, and, and when you interviewed him, he didn't have a lot to say. But I, I found that he has, has grown quite a bit the last couple of years and a fun guy to talk to. Yeah, and I mean, even starting last fall uh, and definitely into the spring, uh, he was ready for us uh, at that point. Because mm-hmm. I think he had you know, realized that he plays as well as he did, and he was a honorable mention All-Big Ten selection in 2018 this past fall, that the the interest was going to be there, the interview requests were going to be there, and yeah, he learned to, to handle those pretty well. And you got a, a glimpse of what Bob mentioned, just a, a kind, you know, can be kind of funny guy. This spring he spent his time not being interviewed uh trying to get his teammates to laugh while they were doing theirs you know, standing behind we did it to me he stood behind me and tried to get uh, i think uh jamal woods to break but uh so we got a little bit more of a glimpse of that and uh hopefully we get to see that again and obviously a terrific potential there as a player i just did the top three most li- likely alani to get drafted next year and he was obviously number one on the list and I said he's going to leave a year early, early. I thought he'd leave after next year because I figured he's going to have another 12, maybe 8, 9, 10, 12 sacks and have a Whitney Merciless type year, and then there's no choice but to go because those guys got to go when they can go. And he, like you said, first-round draft pick, I think that was really in his potential future. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't speculate anything here. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, guys have uh, shocked us, and recoveries come sometimes could be awesome. They could be ex- impressive, and it really is more than I think the way people deal with health now is so much different than maybe 20, 30 years ago. Um, the injury that came to mind with this was uh, Landon Turner at Indiana. It's one that I popped in my head right away. A guy in the middle of his promising career and got taken down and was not able to walk again. And that was to me that's the first one that came to my mind in terms of kind of relevance in this in the big Ten. Yeah, and anytime you hear, you know, spinal surgery, severe neck injury, it, it doesn't lend itself to, you know, thinking on, on the positive side at all. You just hope first and foremost that he's able to survive this in all indications right. are he's he's going to and um, you know he's a promising talent on the football field, and uh, you know six foot five, two hundred fifty five pounds, and he, he showed his uh, ability, especially last season, at seven and a half sacks to lead Illinois. Would come into tw- the twenty nineteen season as one of the best pass rushers in in the Big Ten, and um, he was a guy that you know landed late in in Illinois' lap in, in the twenty seventeen recruiting class. Uh, wasn't really highly regarded coming out of high school. He was a three star recruit, but uh, you know Indiana was kind of seen as a front runner for him and. He kind of picked Illinois at the the last minute, and uh, if I remember correctly, Lovey Smith kind of talked about him a little bit on the day of the the signing day back in in February 2017, and basically kind of I'm paraphrasing here, but said you know he's a guy that you know people are going to get to know and uh, really get to to like his play, and that's certainly been the case uh, these first two seasons at Illinois, and you just hope that he's able to to come back and just just be around his teammates, be around his friends, be around the relationships and the people that he's uh you know met in his first two years here right. in 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 Champaign Urbana. And you could also hope that uh 
being a, an athlete at mm-hmm. the major college level, then maybe that can help him in this, this recovery. Well, especially, too, I mean, with, with football players, they work out, obviously, so much, but they spend so much of their time, too, just kind of strengthening their, mm-hmm. their neck muscles because it's such a huge part of the game. Uh, so you hope that the, the gains that he's made in the weight room since he's uh, been in Illinois help him, uh, you know, pay off and, you know, what might be uh, the biggest struggle he's had to, to ever deal with in, in his life. What I wrote for tomorrow is kind of the idea of these are people. Mm-hmm. We, we always forget that because we see them in armor, basically, in helmets, so we don't see their faces, so we don't realize these are human beings, and it's really important to remember that all the time because when he gets off the field, he's, he's a guy. He's a student. He's an athlete. He's a, a friend. He's a son. Uh, you know, All these things are going to be in part of life, and I think that's what makes it so real to me is that a month ago or two months ago, we seen him on the field running around looking like a seeming rice, frankly. And now he's not able to do that, and it's just kind of jarring, actually. And it's it's alarming, but it also, also, like Matt said, you hope that all the things he's gone through to get ready to be a great football player pay off when it comes to recovering from what could be a devastating injury. So keep number 97 in your thoughts and prayers, if you will, Bobby Roundtree, and we'll update uh, that situation when we uh, get news along the way. I've always got... Illinois football is one of the topics to talk on this show, and I, I certainly did anyway. And uh, and when I learned about this uh, late morning, it kind of changed the way of thinking a little bit. But uh, let's let's move on a bit to last Friday when Tommy Stevens announced that he is going to Mississippi State, not Illinois. Right. So Illinois is still looking for apparently a grad transfer quarterback type. Correct. And uh, the other name that had been prominent was Matt Fink, USC. Anything new on that as far as you I've, know? I've been told he's coming. I don't know when he's coming. He's coming at this end of the summer. He's got to graduate, I understand, so that'll be a big deal. But it sounds like they've got a grad transfer lined up, and it sounds like it's going to be him. So that's a good thing. I think he's got the talent and skill to help them a lot, whether or not he's the starter or as the backup you really count on. But I again, I go back to I thought last week when all this happened with MJ Rivers and and again with Stevens, which I never thought he was coming. I thought that the best bet for Illinois, I think, will be Isaiah Williams. I still think that. I don't think even if Matt Fink comes, which will be good for Illinois, I still think throwing that freshman out there with all this ability, let him let him take a shot at it. I think this team will get get emboldened by him being on the field. Plus, he's a great talent. Well, I think they would, I would guess, would have some kind of package for Isaiah Williams, whether or not he wins the starting job or not. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, if it, Illinois is in such a need of just athletes. Playmakers, yeah. You need to get them on the field as much as possible. That's why, you know, I think, I mean, not a terrible idea to you use Marquez Beeson in as many ways as possible. Right. But w- with Isaiah Williams, and if Matt Fink doesn't come till the end of summer, he's not going to have... You know, I had to start uh, Isaiah Williams. Isaiah Williams will have it because he'd been here since June. Right. So it's sort of, you know, like the situation last year where I mean, AJ Bush was on campus in Champaign, but he wasn't working out with the team because he was a blue shirt and you know couldn't you know, be involved uh, officially. But he went into camp with uh, a free for all. But I think this coming August, Isaiah Williams, if he you know can show something this summer, you know, just working out with his teammates that. He's got maybe as good a chance as anybody for that for that starting job, and 
like you said, Bobby, and just why not at this point? You know, there's not not this one other grad transfer quarterback that you could say, well, it's a sure thing, put him in there, and it's you know a successful season. So the, the, roll the, the dice. The appealing thing about Matt Fink is that he's going to have two years. So that's, to me, that's the one thing. And uh, Tommy Stevens, as good as he could be this year for Mississippi State, and I think I'll have a chance because he knows the coach. He's a former offense coordinator, his head coach. So he's going to have a chance to be good, have a good senior year, but one year. Whereas Matt Fink could play two years. Maybe he comes in. Maybe Isaiah isn't ready. That's a, that's a possibility, of course. But he was not ready, so that maybe that's when you go to the senior or junior with two years left and see what he can do. Or Matt Robinson just Matt Robinson surprises everybody back. and takes right. the job and runs with it. Or Karan Taylor. Or Karan Taylor. Yeah, one thing to keep in mind with these – uh, grad transfer quarterbacks that we're talking about. These are not Russell Wilsons <laughs> no. moving to Wisconsin. Correct. These are guys that point. that didn't play much, right? Where they are thinking about leaving from. So. Yeah, and and you saw it last year too with AJ Bush Jr. He had uh, you know he had some bright moments mainly with his his running ability, and uh, you know he also had some moments where it was a little frustrating uh, seeing him throw the ball, and, and he struggled. Uh, you know, so we'll see. How that uh, affects the the quarterback race, but I think it was pretty clear last year, just being out at training camp for a few times, like I was. You guys were there every day, uh, but it was clear that AJ Bush was going to be the guy. Now, if Matt Fink comes and gives off that same type of vibe and that swagger and, and that production, and maybe Isaiah Williams just is kind of looking around like a deer in the headlines, like man, this isn't this isn't like high school football in Missouri at all. Um, maybe that'll be more clear cut, or maybe. It, it'll be kind of a mystery going uh, leading up into the opener still. Who, whoever is the quarterback, it's going to have a really nice offensive line in front of him. So that's a good thing. He's going to have a really good set of running backs behind him. Another good thing. The question mark, of course, the big, biggest question mark other than the quarterback is the receivers. That's not a good thing. That is not a clear go-to guy or five guys like you need in this offense. So whoever the quarterback is, to me, why I think Williams would be the better bet because he creates another weapon. His legs are clearly going to be a strong part of his game. We know he can throw, but he can run too. To me, the more I can have my quarterback do, and I'm not saying Matt Fink can't run, but I'm, I'm sur- sure he cannot run by like Isaiah Williams. We are off and rolling on uh, Monday Night Sports Talk with you until 5.55 tonight. The phone line is open, 356 Still plenty of stuff to talk about. The Big Ten Baseball Tournament gets underway Wednesday. The Illini in the opening game. We'll talk more about that. The NCAA Women's Golf uh, Championship still going on. The Illini are done. They're currently in 11th place, probably outside the top eight, but there's still some teams that may be coming back to the field a little bit. But So Illinois still on the uh, driving range, still practicing, and just in case they get into match play which would begin tomorrow. The Illini men's golf team, head coach Mike Small's team, will open play on Friday in Fayetteville, Arkansas, in the uh, men's NCAA championships. The PGA championship uh, had an exciting ending yesterday. All this and much more to talk about here, and we'd love to hear from you. Three five six nine three nine seven. Back with more Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS after this. Welcome back to Monday Night Sports Talk, everybody, here on DWS. Steve Kelly, along with Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen, and the News Gazette Sports Editor, Matt Daniels. We're with you with the phone lines open, 356-9397. If you'd like to join us, Big Ten Baseball 
Nice finish to the baseball season. Scott Ritchie for Dan Hartlip's team after starting 1-5 and five in Big Ten play. Well, they go 14-4, and four, I guess, after that. Yeah, well, so another series win this past mm-hmm. weekend to, to cap the regular season. What was that? What, five or six in a row? Series? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, just a heck of a finish it, from the, the middle of the year, which was starting to look a bit like last season where they lost some questionable games and... I mean, didn't stumble down the stretch, but certainly didn't finish like this. And that, I would think, would bode well for their... I mean, yeah, they're in the NCAA tournament, I'd say, pretty heavily. But uh, that number one seed line is still a possibility if they can put together uh, another run here in Omaha. They are the number three seed in the uh, Big Ten tournament, 36-17. and 17, And they open play Monday morning... Hopefully they'll be awake yeah. at 9 a.m. out in Omaha to take on Maryland. One of the series that they lost early, they had, that was way back when, when Maryland uh, took two out of three in that one and five start for Illinois. Yeah, that was the last Big Ten series they lost, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, now would be, you know, not a terrible time for a little redemption for Dan Hartloop's crew. But uh, they've got the pieces uh, with you know, pretty solid starting pitching, a good lineup, uh, obviously one of the best closers in the country in Garrett Acton, who set the Big Ten record uh, with uh, his 19th save this past weekend. So just got to put it all together. And uh, maybe their first of two weeks in Omaha. What do uh, what do they have to do, Scott, to uh, make sure they play another game in Champaign this season? Is it just as simple as they have to win the Big Ten tournament, or if, even if they don't, do they have a shot at, at hosting a regional? I mean, I think... When and they will host uh, a regional, I would I feel pretty confident saying that. I mean, they've got a good resume, you know, in terms of ranking RPI record against top fifty teams, and winning the Big Ten tournament, which would add you know to a lot of those categories. You know, it would help. Uh, they make the championship game and lose. It's probably not. It might happen. But I mean, they need a lot of help from other teams, but uh, it uh, it better be a win. We'll, we'll find out what next Monday. Selection shows yeah. next Monday. What we don't know is how what other teams in the top sixteen or top twenty have bid. So if there's right, is that right? There's some teams that might not be might say I want to host, but or might not say I want to host. I would think everybody wants to host, but yeah, never I mean, know. I'd say most that are probably in contention have put in What's a bid because yeah, if, if you look at the top twenty teams in college baseball, it's, uh, it's those teams. Pretty typical top Tangible. twenty looking. Right. Yeah, uh, so. You know, Illinois obviously has to put in a little work you know, right. if they do get you know, that bid, that you know, seeding. Uh, that's the big thing. Like they have to get up, you know, to twenty five hundred, twenty eight hundred seats. So it's adding the bleachers right. like they did in twenty fifteen. Big Ten's going to get five or six, I would think, five or six teams in a tournament. I would think. Now there'll be a lot of twos and threes, not maybe one one or two ones, yeah. but mostly twos and threes, and that's okay. The yeah, Big Ten tournaments in Omaha is a double elimination, so there's all kinds of possibilities <laughs> in when uh, Illinois might uh, play, depending on how things go in that first game Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock against uh, number 6 seed Maryland. If Illinois wins that ball game, they'll play Thursday at 5. Should they lose that ball game, they'll play Thursday at 9 p.m. So there's a lot of <laughs> Matt's shaking his head on those 9 Well, I just don't, I, I saw the bracket. I printed the bracket out to. Uh, yesterday and uh, it was finalized late saturday night and uh, i mean i understand the length of 
baseball games, especially college baseball games when they get in the postseason, and uh, they do use their bullpen quite a bit. Um, and Dan Hartlip's spoken on this topic a number of times when we've had him on this show, but what's going on in the major leagues right now is really what's been going on in college baseball previously, but I just don't understand the Big Ten tournament time schedule because they have four hours in between games and they're trying to cram four games in a day. So you're getting a game. At Nebraska plays the, the late game on Wednesday which will help the crowd situation there, but they're not supposed to start till 9 o'clock. Right. Now it would be more like 10. And, like, last year, Illinois played the late game out in Omaha against, uh, I think, Indiana in the first game, and I remember there was speculation if they didn't get the game over in, like, 10 minutes, they're going to have to suspend it and resume it the next day because of the curfew out there. So it's just... There's no curfew in Nebraska. You can it was, so, it was some big. Ten, it might have been a Big Ten rule okay. or something like that, where if they didn't end by midnight, they are going to have to stop. That's, that's no good. resume the game the next day, so... Just play it every. I just well, don't. I don't. I'm not a fan of the Big Ten tournament baseball. Schedule. There is a home team there that if you don't, you do not want to play them. They're not the great. Nebraska's okay, but they're really. So you good don't want to play them, but they're not great. No, I'm saying you don't want to, you. It, they're not great. Okay, but you don't want to play them there because that crowd will turn nasty and it'll be a huge. V- I thought. Event. I thought Nebraska people were the nicest people in the world. They're nice, Bob. but they want to win their baseball games, especially when it's college world series because they've been there like once, twice ever. So they want to see their team there, just but like they want to see their team win a NCAA tournament basketball game. Any game ever, <laughs> I, I would say go ahead and cheat, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and violate. I don't care what rules you have to break. Go ahead, and, but anyway, the baseball thing though. It is. It will be a lot. Of, I'm glad they're doing that there. No, I, I am too. Great, I just great, uh, yeah. my issue is just with the the schedule. Just, just play yeah. play at 10 a.m. or play at 9 a.m. noon, 4 p.m., 7 p.m. Right. None of the games easy. are going to go on schedule anyway, so it's right. going to be a late day no matter what. But well, starting the game at 9 p.m. They're at 9 a.m., 1 p.m., 5 p.m., 9 p.m. What you're not thinking about? Uh, I'm sure I'm not thinking is, of a is lot. Is likely of to happen. Oh, the weather. Nebraska in the end of yeah. May, you're going to get some rain delays. Oh, yeah. You're going right. to get some uh, games pushed back. And oh, I totally understand that. I I, I get the weather is going to well, probably it, wreak havoc. It'd be that way no matter what time the game time true, start. But, but, but just, I'm just. If everything goes perfectly with Matt's plan, you get the game center. If you're there and you've got some rain delays, go to Zio's. Trust me on this. <laughs> I, not because my friend, best friend, owns the place, but go to Zio's. It's, pizza is really good. Our food critic, Nebraska That's food true. critic, That's true. Bob Osmond. I know every place. Steve, this is very true. I've okay. experienced Nebraska road trips with Bob before. I can vouch for that. The Big Ten baseball tournament gets underway with Illinois in that first game, 9 o'clock Wednesday morning. You can hear it right here on News Talk 1400, DWS, as long as they're playing in the uh, winner's bracket, we hope, for a while. But if they have to come through the consolation bracket, we'll be there with all that action, too. Dave Lone on the play-by-play there. The uh, NCAA Women's Golf Championships going on. They um, shortened the stroke play from 72 holes to 54 because they virtually got rained out on Saturday. A few teams got got out and had some of the round in, but uh, they basically couldn't play at all. Illinois is done. They had a round of 301 today to finish 41 over par. And where that stands right now is 11th, which is not bad for your first time there. That's not a bad performance for Renee Sloan's Fighting Illini women's golf team. But they needed to be in the top eight to uh, advance to stroke play. And there's some teams still on the course, so it's not, I mean, they're not mathematically eliminated yet, but it's not looking good. Right now, the eighth place team is Auburn, and they are plus 32, so that's a nine-shot difference there. 
So they're going to need some some teams to <clears throat> stumble down the stretch if if they want to make need sure some they teams gagging in. They, they, they play on on Tuesday, but still a quality showing for the uh, first time in, in program history. And, yeah, uh, they played exceptional golf uh, yesterday. Shot two ninety six as a team and uh, really overcame the the struggles they had the the first day of the the tournament on Friday. And uh, I'm sure Sloan and, and her team, if they look when they look back on this, they'll, they'll probably wish they would have golfed a little bit better on Friday to not put them so far out of contention, but. Still a very respectable uh, showing, and you know we've written about it in the news gazette this month. But they've got so much motivation every day going into Demersion because of the success that the men's program has, and to get them almost on the same uh, you know level of footing as, as Mike Small's program is is quite an accomplishment. So uh, exciting things uh, in the future for Illinois women's golf. Right now, Illinois has three players in the top forty individually. Kamal Sukri is tied for 24th. She is six over par for the tournament. Crystal Wang is a shot back, tied for 28th at plus seven. And Bing Sing Samuli is tied for 37th at nine over par. So that's the Women's NCAA Golf Championships down in Fayetteville, Arkansas, the same site that Mike Small's team will play starting on Friday in the NCAA Men's Championship, uh, the Illini a strong performance in winning that Myrtle Beach Regional. That was uh, as an impressive final day that I've I've seen an Illinois team play in a while. And they went all spring. It was kind of interesting. They went all spring without winning a tournament until the Big Ten tournament. They won that, then they won the regional. So talk about peaking at the right time. Yeah, I mean that's just what we come to expect out of uh, out of Mike Small's program. I mean he's really built a. A consistent winner over the last decade or so, and uh, it's incredibly impressive to do so at a, a school like Illinois because it's not uh, geographically in the best position to succeed uh, in in men's college golf. But uh, Smalley somehow wills it uh, out of his team each and every year, and this might be the most impressive one they've had so far, just because they don't have those headliners like they've had in the past. Scott Langley's not on the team. Thomas Peters, uh, Dylan Meyer. Nick Hardy, Charlie Danielson, all the Luke Guthrie, all the golfers that they've run through this program uh, while they've been on this current run uh, aren't there. It's really kind of a bunch of guys that we were talking off air about Brooks Kepka this this weekend winning the PGA and just how he, he could probably walk through downtown Champaign and one or two people might recognize him. Uh, I think the entire Illinois men's golf team could walk anywhere in Champaign-Urbana and you'd have a hard time being like, oh yeah, there's... You might know Varun Chopra, he's a local guy, Champagne native, but other guys that you probably wouldn't know unless they had a Illinois golf polo and they're carrying their bag that, oh, that's, that's an Illinois men's golfer. So kudos to them for really just uh, stepping up in the moment and performing. That's one thing I don't like about, uh, and I love golf, as most people that know me know, uh, and I love Illinois golf, but what makes me sad is you never get to see them play yeah, in person exactly. because they don't play at home, mm-hmm. any home right. matches or yeah. meets anymore used to be back in the day there would be some dual or mm-hmm. triple or quad meets and uh, you'd have a home tournament or two now and then but uh, that's the downside but when you if you want to watch them in the NCAA Nationals it'll be on Golf Channel coming up as well they're going to win one of these years they're yep. going to win the title one of these years i think it's going to be a year like this maybe not this year but like this where they kind of come off the pace a little bit People aren't looking at them as a top three team or top two team. They're looking at them as a top 20 team, but like they're always going to be. But I think it could be a team like this, kind of underrated a little bit. It goes in there and gets the match play. And once you get to match play, and Mike Small will say this all the time, it's a complete crapshoot. It really depends on how you play and who you draw and all that kind of stuff. 
And you could get a great matchup, but you know what could be in the final? We could be talking about national champs two weeks from now, and it could happen. It's still one of the big stories in college golf, though, over the last dozen years. Illinois has been to the NCAA Nationals every year. Right, The only, t- only team that's been there more is Texas, and that's by one, one uh, year more. But uh, that's just a great story, and it's one of the – if you've really investigated it, it's one of the great um, great stories of all time in, in college sports as far as a team from an area where golf is not uh, known. And, you know, you can say the same thing about tennis, but they do get to play inside. Too. Yeah, exactly. And, and Bob's, you know, stood on his soapbox before on the show and said that Mike Small should be in the Illinois God. Athletics oh Hall of Fame. Goodness. I don't want to rile you up. Bob. Ugh, uh, unreal. But he once once he meets the eligibility requirements, he's a sh- no brainer. So he's got to quit. He's got to retire. <laughs> then he can be. So you want the, basically you're encouraging the guy to retire. And he's all you did other. And he talked about this last week. His other Hall of Fames. He's really happy to be being the ones he's once is in. He's, I don't think he really cares about this one too no. much. But I think obviously change the rule. We're like <laughs> now change the rule. Put him in immediately. That's another thing he could go sell recruits. Hey, exactly. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I'm in the right. Hall Why of wouldn't fame. you do that? That's, I, I sort of get that rule because you don't want to feel like you have to put in a coach. So if like Brad Underwood it. wins a national title Correct. in two years, you don't have to put him in right But now. I think, well, I think you should, don't yeah. you? Why I not? think. Of, I, I mean, other programs across the country have. Uh, Alabama's got a statue of Nick Saban. Right. Uh, you know, he's still, I mean, still, he's still fired up to go to work every day and. Mike Small should have process. statue. Mike Small should have a statue. There should be a statue outside of the immersion with Mike Small's picture or, you know, whatever on Likeness. it. Likeness. Likeness, thank you. Yeah. Statue. So Mike Small should have a statue. Maybe Steve Strecker should too. Maybe sure. one of these guys that left it recently. But, yeah, I think it's crazy that you can't nominate, nominate or honor coach that's on the staff now. This is insane. 5.43 is the time. Monday Night Sports Talk, another 10 or 12, 15 minutes. We'll take a break and be back with more. The phone line is open, 356-9397, if you'd like to join us. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS. It's 546. So you've got about nine minutes if you'd like to jump in at 356-9397. Got a text here just a moment ago during the break pointing out the fact that Renee Sloan is in the Hall of Fame, and that is true, but she is there as a player. As a player, right. That's mm-hmm. uh, just spring also mm-hmm. in there, as, an as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah, that makes time, sense. Two-time All-American for well, Illinois as a player. Then put Mike Small in as a player. Then I don't care. Let's put him in. He was a good player. He, he was. was. He was a great player. He was a good team. He was a really good player last year on the Champions Tour. Right. Well, a lot uh, of money for not a lot yeah. of work. Yeah, More money than in a... Three weeks than we make in a year. <laughs> <laughs> he put up a, like triple. Combined. He put up one hundred eighty-six thousand just to, yeah, it's like in about cha-ching. six events. Uh, coach, you want anybody to lunch or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see how how things go there. But uh, that was a good point, though. Renee Sloan is in the uh, Illinois Hall of Fame, but she was put there as a player, and uh, she's been the coach for a while, and has kind of got that program turned the corner. Yeah, exactly, and uh, you know, bright things uh, appear to be on the horizon. They had only had one senior on uh, on this year's roster, and uh, a season like this will sure to bolster recruiting uh, moving forward. The facilities are already in place, and um, you know, maybe this will become an annual thing for for Illinois women's golf. Illinois has some tennis players in NCAA play individually. 
I covered the uh, golfers' names. <laughs> so I've got the Scott Ritchie. Golf- so I'm going to have you guys cover the tennis names. I'll, I'll, I'll take men's tennis. Okay. Uh, Alex Brown uh, won uh, his singles match today on, on the men's side for Illinois. Moved on to the second round. Alex Kovacevic is, is playing right now down in uh, Orlando. Those are the two Illini that are, are still alive in the NCAA individual championships. And Scott, on the women's side, they had a uh, competitor win Today, it's the first time since 1993 that Illinois had a, uh, a victor on the singles part of the NCAA championships. Yeah, uh, Asuka Kawai, a sophomore for the Illini, uh, beat the number 11 seed uh, Maria Mateus of Duke in three sets And today. Kawhi was ranked, what, 43rd? Yeah. Upset. Uh, well, yeah, obviously. But uh, So she advances to the second round, and uh, like you mentioned, the last time it happened in 1993, uh, Illinois Athletics Hall of Famer Lindsey Nimmo Bristow. So Ooh. since we've been discussing He's Hall of really Famers, really good, good, good player. I would hope so. She's in the Hall <laughs> of Fame. <laughs> she, I, I remember her. She's okay. a really good player. So I mean, uh, Kawhi was part of you know really impressive freshman class mm-hmm. a year yeah. ago that sort of is the cornerstone of what Evan Clark has built. Isn't it? A, isn't Atkins, it amazing? So. The spring sports success wow. and you know even volleyball in the fall and yeah. can you just imagine? what it would be like if football and men's basketball could ever just bring that back. I've seen that here. I know. Steve's seen it here. You guys really haven't seen it here. Uh, when was A that? lot of <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, 2007, mm-hmm. pretty good in football. Yeah. 2004, uh, 05 basketball. Really good in basketball. But just so. all the, it's it just in, in today's society, it'd just be very interesting just with the emergence of social media. You think, you know, the last time Illinois won a football bowl game, Twitter was in its infancy stages. Facebook started when men's basketball went to the title game in 05. I, I promise if Illinois gets back to the 9, 10 wins in football, that place will be full. Oh, yeah. Tickets will be hard to get. I promise that would be the case. Mm-hmm. I just think they're, they're not there now. They could be there soon. they got some work to do. But when they get 9 wins, 10 wins, people show up. Oh, yeah. We talked uh, some football headlines, so Scott, give me some basketball news. Anything out there? Uh, here's the news. Oh, there's none. They still got 85 you, offers out there. You, uh, you, the totally, you totally just jinxed yourself there, Scott. Yeah, probably. Well, I think I already said that earlier today on the podcast, so I might as well double down. Uh, but it's just it's kind of that weird time of the, the year where the players are all you know, at home. Uh, they, they won't be back until uh, the start of you know next month when the Summer second summer session starts on campus academically, and then as will their workouts with the coaching staff and with uh, Adam Fletcher, the strength and conditioning coach. But uh, still, three open scholarships technically because Bernard Kuma has not claimed his officially; and hasn't signed yet, and can't sign a national lot of her intent because that window has closed. But you know, still can sign just regular grant and aid scholarship paperwork. Other than that, I mean, there's. So what are the coaches up to right now? Well, besides listening to this show. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, if it was any other year, they'd be you know on the road recruiting this weekend because there's a, an EYBL event in Dallas, but uh, the calendar changed. So they'll and so all those games are streamed, so they can still watch them. And uh, I know that they did you know, a couple weekends ago when it was in the, the indie suburbs, but uh, the recruiting is still going on, obviously. Uh, trying to fill out the 2019-2020 roster, and whether that means actually filling all of those scholarships or maybe leaving one or two open for a mid-year guy, 
come you know this December, which I think a year ago, you know, last December, there were I would say like 150 mid-year transfers, including some fairly big names and some highly you know, regarded players. So having a scholarship at that time is not a terrible idea, but finalizing the roster, you know, would be a, a pretty big step to take. We will not do this show next week because of Memorial Day. Memorial Day, so maybe in two weeks we'll have some news. How's that? That'd be fine. Okay. People will know if Illinois is going to have hockey too. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Hey, we're out of time. Appreciate it, Matt. Bob, Thank you, Steve. Scott Ritchie, Little League Baseball coming up next. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks here on Monday Night Sports Talk on DWS.